Oh, well, yeah. Of course, you said that just as you, we went live. <laughs> it's Jerry's fault again. No, <laughs> no, Jerry did a good job this time. We're all set up and rolling. You guys have got some shares you want to do before we uh, call it officially live? I can't. No. 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 I want to share that no. another page to yourselves. Okay. All We're right. just waiting for you to actively stare. That's right. All. Actively stare. No singing. That's one rule. I, so if he ever comes on to our our podcast, there's no singing. <laughs> no singing. What did I miss on theirs? He's always singing. Uh, uh, I, I guess that's what I you guess can I, call I, it. I guess I I guess I only actively stare at their podcast too. <laughs> all right. Good evening, folks. Welcome to Surviving Danger Close. We skipped. We've been uh, off a couple of weeks here, taking care of some stuff, but we're back up and rolling. Uh, so today we want to talk about hobbies. Uh, as per usual, we don't have anything, uh, any outline because we're not that professional, but I do have some articles I pulled up. So you guys want to start off anything about hobbies or I can just start going into some of the articles I pulled up. Well, I've been dreading this podcast today. <laughs> dreading the Wow. Self-care, I mean, self-care is something that, um, and yes, I finally, absolutely Amanda, finally we're going that. Well, same. But I mean, well, I mean, do we want to talk about some of the hobbies that maybe you guys are doing? I mean, this is my hobby. I mean, <laughs> actively uh, staring, uh, actively staring. Well, this is or, our hobby uh, too, and we're not very good at it. <laughs> Hey, we well, have actually, four people saw, in the first three minutes, so I think we're doing good. Two bad, three, yeah, of, three of them us. Anyway, you know, what do you guys? Dustin's a hobby farmer. Oh, oh, I don't. Yeah. I just told you about mine before we started. I don't yeah, want to watch that live. Yeah, no kidding, Petty. Not Tom either. <laughs> right. Anybody take vacations? I mean, other than Dustin's like summer long vacation from his family. Yeah, that's what we'll call it. Right. Usually she's listening, so you got to be nice about it. Right. No, she's not today, but she probably will later on. Oh. <laughs> and we won't talk about Jared's camping trip. And I don't really want to talk about my vacation. All right. Uh, right. That's where oh. we've been the last couple well, of weeks. Okay. In conclusions. Yeah. We're, uh, <laughs> we're doing pretty good. Uh, John's cam's on. How are you? I see John. You don't see I him. I see John. Maybe you unfortunately, but I see him. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I He's got a glare camera. right here. That may be why you can't see it. The glare right there. He's a he's attempting a mustache again. Yes, I am. Right. I'll put it back <laughs> I'm not saying right. it. <laughs> not touching that. <laughs> my hobby. I mess with my facial hair. That's your hobby. Right. <laughs> Anyway, uh, well, yeah. you got, at least you got hair to mess with. Uh, well, only on my lip. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Dusty, you're a hobby farmer. Yes. Um, surprisingly, sheep are doing well. I've kept four alive. They haven't ticked me off too much yet. Um, for hobbies. A little, a little in, easier than goats then? Yeah. Or at least yeah, the, they yeah. are. In some aspects, but yeah. Um, for me, uh, I actually got the sheep as part of my self-care routine. I enjoy it. It's something I do enjoy. I never thought I would. And then somebody introduced me to it and I was like, got thinking about it. I'm like, yeah. Called my wife up and told her, Hey, I'd 
think uh, I'm going to start raising sheep. And all I heard was, oh, boy. Um, <laughs> and so far, it's worked out. <laughs> um, I'm curious how that conversation actually went. Uh, yeah, I believe it was, oh, boy, okay. One of those. <clears throat> um, uh-oh. Oh, uh, Strauss Paul, yeah. has a, Strauss has a uh, story, I bet. No, no, he doesn't. um and surprisingly being calm around them it's just like with any other animal i know we've had warriors or um, i'm sorry hopewell ranch on here before we've discussed some of the things with uh horses it's the same thing with with sheep if you can stay calm around them their response to you is actually calm and it's something that i've figured out um kind of accidentally uh in this starting this little hobby farm, I guess you could call it. Um, I can tell when I'm having a bad day, especially when it comes to anxiety and how different those sheep act. And when I'm calm, they're usually much more calmer. So they kind of feed off that energy. Um, And it's just interesting to me. And that's, you know, how I can it was interesting the first time I realized that and how do I can gauge the, uh, how I'm doing off of how the sheep are reacting to me. Cause a lot of times and any first responder veteran would know this, you don't know you're going through the anxiety, the, um, fight or flight or freeze moments in the moment. Usually somebody's telling you, hey, uh, <clears throat> you know, usually for me, it's my wife. Uh, she'll just give me that look and I'm like, okay, I've got to reassess what's going on. How am I reacting? Um, but the sheep are a pretty good indicator. And um, so that's been one thing I've been doing for self-care. Um, but for me, self-care and I, um, we, we don't see much of each other. Um and, and that's just something that anyone who goes through any type of anxiety will understand that it is hard. I mean, as a, when I was counseling, I could easily tell somebody, okay, self-care, let's, let's make a list. But when we try to make that list for ourselves, it usually goes to, okay, I need to get this done. I have to get this right. done. I have to get this done. And that's still not the self-care. Um, and there is some stressful times in the last few months where I did take a moment and grab the fishing pole and walked out to the pond and went fishing for 30 minutes. Um, and, uh, it, that worked, but usually my mind goes to, okay, I've got to get this certain thing done or project. And that's why for me, self-care is very difficult. Yeah, I would agree. Um, you know, hobbies or self-care, uh, we don't put them at the top of our list. You know, we always have something important to do. Uh, we always have a project to do. Uh, and generally we, well, at least I do, I start many projects and I uh, don't complete any of them. And, and, you know, I slowly whittle, whittle them away and, and, uh, and get your wife them, keeps letting you know, and you're like, I'll get it. I'll get it in six months. Don't keep reminding she, me. She texted you, didn't she? <laughs> but uh yes my drywall project is half done um but yeah you know it's uh it's challenging because we don't think to take care of ourselves 
Um, there's always something else we'd rather do. And, and um, for myself, I, I normally garden. I brought that up a couple episodes ago, but this year my garden got out of hand and, and today I pretty much rototilled half of it. Cause I was just, I couldn't deal with it. But my, my anger got the best of me. So I just got on the tractor and crowned it in. But, uh, <laughs> well, when that, that inkling hits you again, I've got one right out here that you can do next. <laughs> what, rototill? I'll be right there. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I, but, I'm growing grass in my garden. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, well, this year I had two. I, I put the pumpkin patch out uh, in the old garden up near the road there. And, and quite honestly, I had a blast last year growing pumpkins and having all my friends come over and, and pick their pumpkins and giving pumpkins away to friends that had kids. And that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, I got them in late this year, so I don't I don't know how well they'll be for Halloween, but everything else is doing well. Um my my deer ate all my Indian corn, if I could still call it my guardian corn. Um, Their First Nations corn. <laughs> right. Nobody, nobody picked up on my Cleveland Indian joke, guardian mm-hmm. corn. Oh, Forget, oh yeah. Never mind. Forget it. it was, it's dead that. now. Uh, and then my, they ate all my peas right right to the roots. So, so much for the food plot. Um, so now you can uh, go for one of those uh, crop damage <laughs> right, right. See, right. So, yeah, what we need is turn uh, into the animals to go with my acreage, and you need some crops to go with your animals and acreage, and uh, we'd probably be all right then. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, a few weeks ago, I, I something I've always wanted to do, always have, and I, I went ahead and pulled the trigger and bought a boat. And uh, we won't talk about that conversation with the wife. Um, but the kids enjoy it. Was that a before conversation or an after conversation? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I read between the lines, and they were blurred kind of already. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, but the kids love it, so that's that's easier. Um, that helps. It, yeah, you know, right. and, and they always talk about how much they want to go. In fact, today after uh, after church, I had to take Jonathan to driver's training, so we didn't go to church. But that's right, Amanda. My boat is called the Flat Bottom Girl. Oh, I did right. I did not name it. It was already <laughs> named that. Um, but yeah, so uh, the 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 little is boys, that why they, you drove all the way over there for it? just for the shush, name, not the boat. Right. Right. She doesn't know where I drove <laughs> to get it. <laughs> So, you know, the, the little guys told mom that they were going fishing today. So she texted me and she's like, so what were your plans today? I'm like, uh, I really didn't have any. She's like, oh, well, the boys are telling me that you're taking them fishing. I'm like, oh, yeah, they should probably now ask I have first. plans. Right, right. Now I have plans that the kids made them for me. Um, but, you know, it's it's kind of nice because um, the boat's big enough for all of us to get out on and, and uh, you know, the they've just had a blast with it. And, you know, if we go out for an hour, I'm fortunate. I live like five miles from the bay and, and, uh, you know, if we go out for two or three hours, the kids are good with it. I'm good with it. And back home we go. So it's not one of those hobbies that takes up a lot of time. Like, uh, oh, I don't know, deer hunting or anything else. Yeah. And it's, you know, once you get the boat, I mean, that's the biggest expense anyway. You're not, it's not too much after that. Can we, can we quit dwelling on the cost? Yeah. And, and, the, and the distance, please, guys. I shouldn't have brought it up. What cost? Thank right. you. It was a free I, boat, and it was next right. door. Right. 
free boat anyway. just bought a trailer. Just happened to be That's out. right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, Jared, what articles did you find? So, so one, I, we can talk about the, the science behind why, why hobbies can improve our mental health. And I just kind of went through, and it's really a, a reward system. And so this article says that when we take part in a hobby that we enjoy, uh, our chemical messengers in the brain are released, and, and it helps us feel the pleasure. Uh, that's really the, just the basic science, but I know that we have a lot of other, uh, other ways that it makes us feel. Um, but what is a hobby? And I, I, I decided to type in what is a hobby, and the very first thing the, – the suggestion that actually came up on Google was, is, uh, what is Netflix a hobby? <laughs> so I don't know who's asking these questions to Google, but it wasn't me. I swear. Netflix well, is not a hobby. I beg to differ, man. I, so does this article because the answer was yes, according <laughs> to this article, but I disagree with it. I mean, I'm during, kind of on the fence on that. I don't know. Well, you know, the problem is, the problem with Netflix, okay, they created these Netflix originals, which were amazing, right? Punisher being one, great example, right? Oh, are are you going to go just on their Marvel originals? Because they've got a lot of other originals, but... They do have a lot. That was the first one that came to mind because I really love that show, and then they discontinued it. You know, and it's like... So this is a bitter comment for him. It is. But maybe Disney will pick it back up exactly Shut the up. same. Shut I mean, they own it now. Stop right? it. <laughs> Stop it. Right. But anyway, yeah, you know, it's uh, there are a lot of good movies on Netflix. Um, I'm just now finally tapping into my Amazon Prime videos, and, and I'm halfway through Tomorrow's War. Amazing movie, by the way. Um, so, yeah, interesting theory behind it. But yeah, no, I think movie movies in general can be a great hobby. I mean, really, and and Amanda said anything can be a hobby with the right attitude, um, even with the wrong attitude. If it helps release those uh, serotonin and chemical Same. dopamine levels to balance them out, because um, <clears throat> what you know, I today I have I had to. Uh, Oh, what did that guy say? Unalive some rabbits before my kids got home. And I had more pets than, than me because I'm also doing something with the pelts too. And you know, some people, that's not a hobby. But for me, you know, it's part of what we do. It's something I'm trying out. And you know, we nothing goes to waste kind of thing. And yeah, for me, that put me in a good frame of mind until my front tire went down and had to have that towed off but you know that's I mean, a different that was perfect yeah that was a perfect way to get out of work tomorrow i can't believe you waited on that i, I, I you disappoint me um yeah i've got a lot going on tomorrow at work you could have totally worked from home tomorrow yeah i just <laughs> if my boss is watching um he, he said it <laughs> right he said it. <laughs> you know but to talk about you know rabbit hunting if you will um you know earlier this year well i guess last year now you know with with covid and everything and and uh me finding my own way and and kind of battling some things and getting back into self-care um 
you know, I, I don't hunt nearly as much as I used to. All right. Before, like from September to like March, I'd be hunting slash fishing and, um, you know, just, just in time for the ice to go away. And then you pull out the regular poles and go early perch fishing. But, um, you know, D Dustin called me up, uh, and said, you know, why don't, why don't we go out and chase some rabbits, you know? And, and I had to like force myself to do this. I've done it in years past. It was a hobby that I used to do. And, and, uh, he took his boy and I brought my boy and, you know, we had a good day and we got some if rabbits. If I remember correctly, we were chasing rabbits. Somebody else was not. Well, right. I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm kind of girthy to be going through the brush, man. <laughs> oh, that's right. But, uh, you know, someone also had the rabbits. Um, so yeah. Um, but you know, it's a good, it's a good thing to understand that sometimes you, you need that friend to pull those things, um, pull it out, you know, pull it out of you. And, and, uh, you know, we even talked about it when we were walking around the property and, you know, how felt, how good it felt to be back into nature mm -hmm. and doing the things that we used to enjoy, but now you're doing it with your kids and with friends. Um, so, you know, sometimes you just have to open up your mind a little bit to what your hobbies used to be and sometimes what they are now because they may have changed or may not be the same at all. Right now I'm looking back at hobbies that I had as a kid and seeing my kids are at the age where they can just start getting into Like we can go fishing and I don't have to give them a hookless lure but they can actually <laughs> cast out properly. Now there's, you know, I mean, everybody has the errant throws and, you know, I, I know years ago I would have reacted way different than I do now. Now I just, right. okay, you know, Hey, just pay attention to what you're doing. Um, but now my middle son, he puts the worm on for everybody. Um, except me, I did. Hey, why don't you put, no dad, you taught me, you do it better. Yeah. <laughs> um but he uh it, it's neat it was fun that day uh having both of our boys there and just watching them doing learning something that we enjoy um right. sure yeah, we also went uh turkey hunting too john with your son well, that's right except for that one deer i wanted to blast <laughs> i did it i did not thought about right. it um you know we had a black we didn't get anything uh, had one coming in, but the deer and that turkey didn't get along, so they both went their separate ways away from us. Yep. But it was nice to see the excitement on his face, seeing something coming in and seeing that new experience and kind of, I don't know, can I say the word, you know, living through them. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Because this was all new, and for me, it kind of renewed that that fun and excitement to take my kids out now. Just sure. to watch the eyes go wide, kind of the <laughs> right. little bit of the excitement you can see, and and you know, but you got to remember they're also kids. Um, sure, this is a hobby. This is enjoyable for everybody. So if they miss, you know what they miss. Um, if they shoot something that's smaller than what you would normally go, they're kids. You know, you got to remember that and don't turn it into something stressful. And a lot of times with PTSD we all have this plan in our mind of what we want to do or not just PTSD, but just because of what, you know, if you respond to a call 
you're planning there that this is what I'm, you know, you've got all that planned ahead. Uh, when, for veterans, we have it all planned out. We know what we're going to do. We know what our training is. And we got to remember that our kids are not going to have that forethought uh, right. and planning like we do. So if they don't act the way we need to, if you start getting upset, because that's one thing that I get upset with, this is how I would have handled it. They should have, no, he, he's eight years old. He's not going to. Sure. <clears throat> you know, and, um, you know, that's a good, a good thought because uh, for many of us that have PTSD, um, a lot of times we cause anxiety and anxiety in our loved ones around us. Mm -hmm. And so when we take something that's meant to be fun and we put undue um, stress on the situation or have un, you know, unrealistic expectations or goals for the hunt, you know, or the, you know, the fishing or, or whatever, or the it may be, you know, and uh, right. And that causes even more stress and anxiety for the, for the loved one. So, um, what ends up happening sometimes is, is the hobby that we picked up again or, or thought that we could enjoy as a family, all of a sudden nobody wants to partake in it anymore um, because of the stress of that. Mm -hmm. So what types yeah. of things can, can be done to, to alleviate that stress? I mean, are we just talking just managing expectations and keeping them realistic and how do, but then how do we do that? Watch how you respond it is a big one for me. Um, sorry, John, I heard you talking. Oh, after um, watching how you respond is one for personally that I have to, something happens, I have to back myself up and be like, okay, I'm responding too much. Um, this is only you know don't cry over spilt milk kind of thing well don't get mad over it either don't get angry over it. don't yell over it either and just because you would as an adult would not have knocked over that cup you know you have the foresight the the experience of making sure the cup is not next to the edge of the table but your kids don't and it's almost you know like we were saying with the rabbit hunting and the turkey hunt is living through their eyes watching their reaction and a lot of times i remember my kids reacting you know like okay scared because they knew this action would have resulted in in me getting very upset in the past mm -hmm. and now you know i mean that's not to say i i, I do it all right now because <clears throat> I don't. Well, this summer's been great. They haven't been here. Um, there's been no angry responses towards my kids at all. <laughs> Since what day did they leave? I can't remember. <laughs> but you, we just have to remember that we have this adult experience and these kids don't. And even even our, our spouses, we have these experiences that have taught us to be hypervigilant, to be aware. Um, and I remember, you know, Another personal thing is sitting in a session with my therapist and just saying, I'm tired. I'm physically and mentally exhausted from spending the last decade literally looking in every room that I enter looking for danger. And it gets tiring. It gets exhausting. 
And it's hard for those adults or kids that have never gone through it to notice that. All they notice is that we walked into a room, something was changed, and we're upset. Sure. I had something and I forgot it already. You took too long. It's your fault. It worked out. No. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it's just you, you... you got to see it through the eyes of those that are around you. And like I said, with this self-care, you know, I, I think Strauss said it earlier that um, you do, I don't know if you guys can find the chat, but you, you do, you do whatever, whatever to make everyone else happy and nothing for yourself. I, I see what I'm talking about. Name that's better than Mary Openbottom. I got that one. <laughs> it's up above that I one. think it's up there. Oh, it's about, oh. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, you do whatever to make everyone else happy and nothing for yourself. Uh, being because we don't want, you know, when you get into that moment, um, you know, and I text John a couple weeks ago, um, you know, there was a time, you know, July is always rough for around here. Um, and I text him, I'm like, demons are fighting hard. I mean, they were. And we don't like to shine the light, you know. Um, yeah, I know you guys have a light in front of you, and so do I now. Um, yeah, but we don't like to shine the light on our own problems. And that's what self-care is all about, is causing us to take that step back and realizing and allowing ourselves to think about it. Because in, in reality, do we really want to think about what we've been through? No, absolutely not. Um, we wanted to push it aside, um, ignore and override it, and go on and do something else. And all we're doing is stuffing that bottle until it gets more full, more full. And then finally it's spilling out. And it's when it's spilling out, when we're not taking care of ourselves, that spills out. That that's when secondary trauma happens with our with our family. Sure. You know, and it's, it's kind of like everything else. It, it's a day-by-day, you know, sometimes hour-by-hour, minute-by-minute type mm-hmm. thing. Um, if I was to tell you even in the last few weeks that every time we went fishing, I was absolutely, you know, up and rare and ready to go. No, I'd be lying. There's days I don't, but the kids want to, and you know what? They want to spend time with me. It's, it's worth getting up and going. And, uh, as long as I catch the first fish, I'm fine. (laughs) But, uh, you know, um, you know, I shared a picture on my personal page, uh, my personal best for a bass around here. And uh, that one was kind of fun because my littlest, uh, my younger son there, he's, uh, he's five. He, he picked which lure and uh, I seen the fish. I was trying to spot fish it and I seen it, you know, my other, my older son seen it and we were like, man, we got to get that fish, you know? And so my youngest son picked the lure and sure enough, man, I thought I was hung up on some weeds. And uh, anyway, it was the big bass on there and pulled it out and, uh, Jonathan had the net and he, he scooped it up and, you know, we took our little group photo cause we all had a part in it. And, uh, you know, the rest of the afternoon, I, I, I put my pole down and just watched them, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, this is where I know, like, this is where I know, uh, PTSD has effects on your loved ones. Right. I've seen it in different areas, but this in particular, you know, my, my oldest son, Jonathan, he's not used to that yet. Like I'm thoroughly in, involved in the moment. I'm enjoying the moment. And, you know, he, he's just like, 
What, what's wrong? Nothing. Well, you're not doing anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching you guys. You know, that's this is dad's role now. You know, like I, I caught a nice fish and I'm I'm good. I'm done. You know, I, I don't need to fish anymore. I'm watching you guys. And it, and it bothered him that, you know, I wasn't fishing, but he wasn't much like we when we say we don't uh, the kids don't understand or have the forethought um, of milk and near the edge of the table. Um, my son doesn't have that forethought yet of appreciating watching his sons grow or appreciating mm -hmm. watching right. his sons do things. You know, he doesn't appreciate that yet or understand it yet. Um, so, you know, that little anxiety there, um, it comes in all forms, but you know, it's a, it's a minute by minute choice mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, earlier last week I had, I had messaged um, Dustin cause I had, I'll, I'll call him an acquaintance. All right. I, I don't have a friend. It's not a friend relationship. Um, it's an acquaintance. It's someone that I had met when I was a corrections officer. Uh, and you can imagine how I met him. And he was a great inmate and a great trustee. And then uh, as I came out onto the road, there was an officer involved in a fight with this subject. So I, my partner and I, uh, you know, hauled ass over there and we got there. And, and as soon as he seen me, he, he stopped fighting the officer and he was okay with going to jail. He just asked that I do it. And this is a long story. I apologize. But this, this gentleman, literally the nicest dude, like, and I told him this, I said, if you would just quit your damn drinking, I would, it would be, it's enjoyable to hang out with you. Like, you know, there's times as a corrections officer, you can talk to these guys all night long. I remember when his daughter was born. Right. I remember when, you know, his girlfriend had left him and he was wondering about his daughter. He didn't necessarily care about his girlfriend at the time. He just he wanted his daughter. Those are noble thoughts, you know, and, and where I'm getting at is is clearly this gentleman has a, a drinking habit and it has controlled his life to the point it has sent him to prison. And um, his mom called me and wanted me to come talk to him because he asked for me by name and he wanted to get this under control. So I had to have you know, Dustin's help to, to find me an inpatient um, care program that this guy was willing to do. But, you know, it's friendships like that, that are, you know, and hopefully Bill's listening because that's the power uh, of being an empathetic corrections officer. All right. I can tell you story after story of people that I've met behind bars um, that changed their lives, good, bad, otherwise. Uh, and this guy, um, I hope he does. I hope he sticks with it. I told him I'd talk to him again tomorrow to find out. But, you know, these are the same things that him and I talked about. It is a sometimes minute by minute, day by day, hour by hour battle. For him, it's mm -hmm. alcohol. For me, it's my anger same you know it's it's a different enemy but it's the same war or fight that we have um so you know for him his his hobbies are going to have to be different than say mine you know I, I may be able to go camping and sit around a bonfire and have a beer that's probably not his best choice so you know it's it's important that when you build relationships with folks um you can have those types of talks and, and can help maybe direct them into hobbies. Um, 
I don't know where I kind of got off on that story, but you know, it's just important that we keep working at it. Self-care is something that um, if you don't do it, it, it it's going to show up at the worst time. It really is. Your health is going to fail. Your mental health is going to suffer because of it. Your stress is going to go up. Anxiety is going to go up. All those things can be lowered or reduced with a good, healthy hobby. Mm-hmm. And you have to know when, when to do it too. Um, you know, you're going through your story. It reminded me of deer season last year. Um, my daughter had been begging and begging to go. And finally, like, okay, you know what? Yeah, I was <clears throat> got her a tag. So, okay, we'll, we'll finally go out. Did not want to go out. I, I, I didn't. Um, cause she's too short to use the deer blind, the elevated blind that we have. So I knew we were going to have to use the pop up tent. It's not the best for your back. So I wasn't looking forward to that. Um, and then all of a sudden she shows up with this bucket of, toys and books and a stuffed animal and we're going out with a crossbow and i'm like you're not uh, fine just just let's go we're going late we didn't see a deer at all and by the end of the hunt yeah and yeah she's you know not she's a preteen god help me um and so she didn't really care she was spending time with her dad. She brought a right. stuffed animal out with her. We put the stuffed animal behind the scope and took pictures with it. And yeah, I think it was a bear. And we're like, oh, this is the new way that bears are going to go hunting. She made up an entire story on it. I did not care. I mean, there could have been a buck out in front of me and I probably never would have seen it because I was having so much fun just spending time with her. Sure. And that's one of those things that we have to realize I needed that. That's a memory my daughter will have. She still brings it up. Um, right. That's a daughter my mem my or that's a memory my daughter will have for the rest of her life. And I almost lost out on it because I was not. It, it was all focused on me, but not the self care where it should have been focused. <laughs> right. You didn't feel like it. No. <laughs> And I mean, I can kind of go, your, your hobbies aren't always exactly as you expect them to be. You expected to go out, sit quietly, wait for a piece of brown fluff to walk across and then yeah. drop it. Hey, exactly. you got something completely different. It's like anytime you've watched a Bob Ross video, you know, just <laughs> don't, don't worry about the mistake. Just, just appreciate the mistake and, and turn, turn it into a happy little bird. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Who so, is this so, guy? Right. What? Who are you? I know I'm not just staring, or because it he, feels he's like branching out. It actually works. Right. Uh, but no, no, and then so Bill I, Pat I like and Brad aren't going to know what to do with this right. podcast. Uh, that's part of my hope. That's, that is part of my hope. Wait, wow. <laughs> what's he talking about now? Uh, I could always just brought up Sasquatch. Oh, we've we for them. Yeah. Uh, well, Tuscola County advertiser had it on the front page. <laughs> the Cass River had a Sask, although I do have it under good authority mm-hmm. that may not have been true. Um that may Maybe. have been Maybe. a um a a practical joke that uh went a little far. 
<laughs> but it's the third sighting it since 1970, according to the article. Jeez. <laughs> So are you getting calls? I'm wondering on that. I no. See, here's another. Right. <laughs> so when I went on vacation, uh, I truly unplugged. Right. Like I didn't. I I I think I I texted you guys like the one day. Right. Yeah. Yep. And that was pretty much it. And that was because I I freaking needed to. Right. Um. Just had to get some crap off my chest. Mm-hmm. Um. And really, I, I, you know, I've been back and it's like, ah, I totally unplugged, you know, my, my radio's not on. Um, yeah, yeah, Tom, it was, I, I was, I was more chunky dunking than skinny dipping. I promise you that, <laughs> but the mustache um, is not that big. Tom. Yeah, right. Not <laughs> yet. Not, yeah. I'm working on it. I mean, you know, we got Mike Patricia behind the, the microphone over there, but you know, it's all right. Um, you know, I ha- I have I've had to unplug it. Right there, you go. I just yeah. need you to throw the clipboard. Um, <laughs> I don't have one around here. Right, um, but yeah, you know, it's I unplugged. You know, um, I don't have my radio on anymore. I, uh, it's it's done well. It's done me well. You know, it's something that I'm trying to do. Everybody's harped at me for. A plethora of days or months or years to unplug and I'm, I'm finally trying to do that a decade right well i guess i kind of get part of a decade yes I mean, doesn't that get into <laughs> identity a little bit too so i know we've talked past shows on uh the identity you know when like officers retire and they just realize that that's it they've been an officer mm-hmm. for 20 25 years and now now what are they and so, I mean, how, how can hobbies play into uh, getting into that next step of life, do you guys think? Sure. Uh, so uh, if Bob's listening, I just shared Bob's picture of, of his bluegill with, with these two. Uh, Bob is an amazing outdoorsman. He's not just a good fisherman and a good hunter. He just he kind of does it all, right? So his kids, lo and behold, have been trying to get him to do a – podcast right so i'm like i know some people that can help you with a podcast probably you know like you know help you set up your camera to to do your own little youtube channel because he's got some good experiences now this is he's retired from gm and he was older when he went into the police academy and but this was something that he wanted to do so for him um it sounds really messed up but policing is a hobby for him right um so because he had his previous identity but it's not who he is policing is not who he is he still has all these other things like being an outdoorsman right so um a few weeks back before we went on vacation uh he took my son and i out to teach us how to trap turtles right um i don't trap anything right like you know luckily our house is new enough i, ha- I haven't even started to start trapping mice yet right right so i I don't i don't trap muskrats i don't trap mink i I don't do any of that stuff never have um but i've always been intrigued by turtles so he took my son and i out and uh because they're slow isn't it uh (laughs) no These turtles were not slow, uh, but we set, out, we set out two traps and we caught one. And so there's, there's a process that he um, taught us about, about purging them so that they, you know, 
um, you know, are cleaned out and they're good to eat, blah, 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 blah. And so he invited us over and, and another friend of mine over to show us how to um, yeah, clean and, and field dress a snapping turtle, right? And so that was unique. And it's something that my son enjoyed. Um, you know, and Bob's a great guy and hooked us up with our own turtle traps for him to start doing it on his own. But, you know, he has knowledge to pass on to others that, you know, maybe it's a hobby you never thought about, right? Um, but one of the coolest things about turtles is, did you know they had back straps? Mm-hmm. No, of course you did. Never mind. Uh, Never mind. Of Forget course, me. I didn't know. I didn't. Well, thank you. Uh, Jared, right. turtles have back straps. Right. Uh, You've impressed half of us. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. So those, those stupid back straps are hidden by ribs that serve no anatomical purpose. Right. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. They're like chicken fingers, right? Yep. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you know, it's it's important to be open to learn new things, right? Um, so when you're looking to create a new identity, sometimes that might be it. Um, he's also quite the trout fisherman, and he shares that passion with with people. You know, all you gotta say is, "Hey, can you teach me how to do it?" And and part of his excitement is seeing you succeed at it, seeing you try it, you know, try it, and. Uh, he's really a family man and a good Christian. And so if you bring your kid along, man, he's like to the moon. Right. So part of that is, is learning a new identity and grasping hold of it. And that's something that, uh, you know, you have to look at uh, quite honestly, this, what we do here, um, this is a new identity for me. You know, this is something that I would hope and, and dream to continue on. Um, it can be tiring at times, but it is fun. It's outside my box by quite a bit. And um, you just have to be willing to find out what your passion is. Is it helping people? Is it uh, self-care? You know, and then you kind of go from there. Yeah, when you're mentioning about <clears throat> it's outside your box, if you're not finding a hobby that works for you in your comfort zone, you may need to go outside your box. You may need to look farther. Um, if you would have said two years ago, I'd be raising sheep, I would have laughed at you because there would have been <laughs> no way. And now I am. And I, I still like, laugh at you. <clears throat> oh, I still do too. My wife laughs at me all the time when I'm out there. <laughs> um, but I never knew that this is something I actually enjoy. Um, so if it's within your comfort zone, that's great. But we have to go outside of our comfort zone sometimes to find that thing, expand our, our box there a little bit to find that thing that we enjoy. And you never know. You will find something and you, know, you might even be good at it. You know, and some of it is just learning the new hobby. When you're talking about yeah. uh, going outside your box, sometimes the learning is the journey, right? You know, I... Um, my son, so this boat that we bought, you know, not only can we fish from it, but we can duck hunt from it. And I've been duck hunting a couple of times, but I'm the type of guy like, you know, I can't call it a duck. I, I, I can't do that. I, that's something I'm going to have to learn, but I enjoy learning. Mm -hmm. You know, I enjoy reading. I enjoy learning um, education. So it's something that, yeah, it, it seems like a big mountain to climb to learn how to do. Um, but if you take a little bit at a time and, and kind of whittle it down, it, it's 
really fun. It's something again that my son and I can do. And, um, you know, same thing with trout fishing or anything else, uh, raising sheep or chickens or pigs, or, you know, I, th I think jewels should get an alpaca. Shush. <laughs> I think, you know, I, I'm pretty sure she should get a nice alpaca or two. They go well with the sheep. I think they would be amazing sweaters. Now, you can't eat the alpaca, I don't think. I, I think John's just looking for a new Christmas gift for me, Dustin. <laughs> he just wants an alpaca sweater. Well, he might get the alpaca. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it, it is fun. Christmas it Eve, is fun it may be ding-dong. Watch out, it spits. <laughs> <laughs> That's a llama. That's a llama. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> but, uh, you know, part of, part of the journey is the education or the learning. Um, you know, I, I had a friend of mine, uh, he went with us to learn how to, to cut up the turtle and he, he kind of the same thing as you, Dusty. He got some chickens though, uh, because he, he thought it was something that he would like to do. He wanted his kids to learn how to, you know, raise animals and, and they could sell the eggs and they reap mm -hmm. a little reward, monetary reward for it. Well, anyway, he, he turned around enjoying it so much. Now he, he raises them kind of like. I don't want to say for profit, but, you know, he'll, he'll raise a couple hundred of them and, and then, you know, sell them. And so I've got chickens, full roasters coming if anybody needs any, but uh, you know, it's, it's a hobby of his because he does it again with his kids. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a learning curve there. You know, you gotta not be afraid to, to step out there and, and learn that stuff. And, and you talk about that learning curve and I know, the internet has made that learning curve so much easier to do. My oh, aunt incredible. started raising ducks and she's like, you can't, you get a, the Facebook communities for people who just raise ducks yeah. are oh, just crazy. A sheep out there. Facebook and page. <laughs> you, I think you have to be more careful when you're searching that one though. <laughs> yeah. do, do you have make, make sure safe search is on. Right. <laughs> I think I just got Dusty's new Christmas present, like you said. <laughs> oh man! But, but I mean, yeah. hobby. Well, and hobbies create that social connection. I mean, you've. I mean, you've known. You said Bob the with the turtles. You've known him for a while, but now you've got a different connection with him. Sure. With, with the trapping yep. turtles and. It it really was cool to to learn and, um, you know, I mean some other classic hobbies are like photography um, or even sound production, kind of like what you do. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there and, you know, like you said, there's just a wealth of information of how to do it, whether it be YouTube channels, Facebook groups, forums. I mean, it, it, it really is ridiculous. The stuff you can learn online today. Yeah. And I, I just learned of a new hobby. Uh, I saw this one eighth replica trains and these guys are everywhere like you don't yeah. even know it i end up riding on one of them there's one uh there's one up in tuscola <laughs> county i've got the guy's phone number i'm going to talk to him about for a different project i've got going really but i mean that's it's real work they, they've got tracks all around and yeah I, that's one i would have never thought but yeah one eighth replica you can sit right on them and go and there's different different types of engines that people use they They've got different themes how they run it. I see if I, I tried that. I think I, I, think, do that I'd, one. I think I'd put too big of a yeah. motor in and just whiplash just, everybody. Just start flying around. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, nobody. Amanda really... might be getting calls of complaints. 
<laughs> right. uh, out of the handful of guys around there, nobody was really moving that quickly either. <laughs> so. Well, that, hmm. see, that's a perfect one for John. Doesn't go very fast. Right. <laughs> right. right. Just kind of, kind of stroll along. I got right. the guy's Something number. Like we'll, we'll, we'll go visit him together, John. I'm good. Is there... I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I did search up uh, stuff, veteran, veterans' hobbies. Uh, so fishing. So I guess that you definitely check that box. Yeah. Uh, gardening, you sort of check that box. Oh, we can running. We you can don't check that box at all. That's Not right. anymore. <laughs> That's right. No more weeds in there. Uh, no or more no running. more running. See, yeah. I thought that was interesting. You've spent how much time running, and they're like, "Yeah, take up running as a hobby." I, like I, I did. Running I did that for a while. For a bit. I, yeah. I did that for. I say that as it, like my marathon medals, right? I can see it. My marathon medal, it's it's right there, uh, over there on the floor. It's, and, on, it's uh, on the other on the other side of the camera. You can't see it. Uh, it lives in Canada. <sighs> All right. There, <laughs> we'll get it now. <laughs> So for the audio portion, he's taking off his headphones, and I don't know if he's left us or if he's going to get the metal. Oh, he's back to yeah. prove. Oh, he got yeah. he got the metal to prove it. Yep. All right. No, no. Stick it too. in your teeth, and be- I want to make yeah. sure it's not like no. tin foil chocolate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I did do the racing thing for quite some time, and and my body's paying for it. Yep. And it's yeah, really was, amazing how much money you're willing to spend to go put yourself through torture. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to, to run far enough and long enough and train hard enough that you lose your toenails and you're still going to spend over a hundred bucks to, oh, to do that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. We had uh, uh, a Sergeant first class that I was under and that dude could run and never, ever stop. And yeah. we did a perimeter run when I was in Hawaii and that's like 15 miles and he would do a release run meeting. As soon as we get to a certain point, he'd say, you can run back to, you know, where we started and you're released for, you know, for the uh, morning. And he would, I'm going to go another five miles. I'm like, we've already done <laughs> like 12 to 13. Um, Yeah. Right. But uh, I got a did do the uh, Aloha run, <laughs> so I didn't. I don't have a medal or anything from it, but the Aloha run was fun, right on the beach. So, you know, we've got that going for us. Right. right. I'd rather not run on the beach, but thanks. <clears throat> but so yeah. what, what else is on your list? So I'm going through. Uh, somebody put pole dancing. You can, uh, as a veteran, you can always pole dance. I guess that's uh, good. I don't know how that works I don't out think for so. you. What's next? It'll keep you let's fit just, a little bit. Let's right? just leave that right. one alone. <laughs> so I'm just trying to find the weird ones now. Uh, so beer making. I mean, what do what do we feel about beer making for veterans as a hobby? Do it's uh, a defense because because of uh, you know potential I'm not for a abuse. Beer it's, guy. Yeah. So it's not like. Eh. It's a hobby that some would, would do great at and, you know, others that's not for them, but if it's for you and, um, right. you've got the right attitude about it and it's something you enjoy, man. I, I yeah. think I'd rather be like Nick and go roast coffee. Cause at least that smells amazing. Right. That's true. Yeah. 
Beer only it tastes, tastes good amazing. and it, it smells amazing. amazing. Right. Um, so somebody put quad racing uh, in this uh, forum. Ooh. See, now you're going into but, the adrenaline a little bit too. So yeah, right. sometimes yeah, you have to be careful, especially for first responders and veterans, that we're not chasing that adrenaline rush. Um, right. And that could be great, but then you could it would get boring for you and you want to try that next rush. Um, so that's one to be careful with. Just like, you know, I would be put it right there to the uh, uh, beer making too. You know, the military is known for a lot of alcohol consumption. Mm -hmm. That you got to be careful with that and make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. That is truly a hobby for you and not just a cheaper way to fuel your addiction. I don't think it's a cheaper way to fuel an addiction. Depends on the quantity. I've seen make beer, right? Yeah, I don't Uh, know anything about it. So. So here's something that, just like the trains, that I didn't realize how big there was of a community, RC racing. Oh, that's huge. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah, that's oh, a huge yeah. community. Uh, you can go to, I don't want to say that, a local high school, and they have it once a month, if we're trying not to drop too many names, but you can go there once a month, and they have a whole circuit that they run. You can, uh, we rent it out for a friend's kid's uh, birthday party. So everybody cool. got to run some, got to race the track with some rented RCs, and uh, and then people bring their own. They've got they've got tables set up. Looks like looks almost like a NASCAR pit. They've got extra sure. tires sitting there, zipping them on, and they all you bring know, in their and, tackle boxes. And some of these hobbies kind of like come and go, uh, you know. And yeah. I, I kind of thought RC kind of went away, but maybe not. But uh, no, um, like like airsoft or paintball, that that one's kind of gone now, right? I mean, it was, oh, it was, it was there slow. Yes, I, I think it's slow for a bit, but yeah, airsoft is still going, especially out in the UK. I know that, but um, airsoft they still got uh, not any in our area that I know of anymore. But like the RC like, battlefields that we would yep. go and play at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple here in our area that for paintball, but I don't okay. know of any airsoft anymore in our area. But it's still, I've seen some of the sniper rifles that they've got for that and. You sure. you know when you've been hit by some of them, right? That, so I mean, there's lots of opportunities out there. Yeah, yeah air soft. Uh, it's not exactly soft, but um, and, and like you said, yeah, some of these do come and go. Find what works for you. Um, you know, not everybody has the opportunity or the willingness to raise farm animals, or even go fishing. Not everybody likes that, so. You got to find what works for you and make sure you're safe with it. Um, Because like I said earlier, sometimes uh, as first responders and veterans, we like the adrenaline rush. Um, We're always searching for that next adrenaline rush. And, you know, so you got to be careful with what you choose. Mm -hmm. So speaking of being careful, here's my favorite one. Uh, Barbecuing was on the list. Uh, I would definitely call that one a good hobby. Uh, if yep. there's anybody out there who has taken this up as a hobby, uh, let me know. I will come over to your place and help <laughs> you out with that hobby. 
not 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 help you cook it just on the on the back end we we don't want to yeah you just don't want to waste any allow them to be in their bliss of the hobby and you will definitely support them i would i would feel terrible if they ingested all the carcinogens themselves exactly Exactly. (laughs) yes (laughs) anyway guys Uh, that was a great show that's about it it was fun yeah yeah. wasn't as heavy as yeah. it has been in lately. No, that's yeah. why I want that's kind of what I wanted to do this one and uh lighten it up, have a little bit of fun with it. Um if anybody out there if you want to drop your hobbies in the comments that would be awesome so we can see what else you're doing. Uh I'm sure that we I mean there are thousands of different hobbies out there. Oh and yeah. And it, it's nice to see what everybody's doing and who knows, maybe you'll end up getting some uh converts to your hobby, get build that community a little bit more sure because uh, it gives mm-hmm. you a nice uh it's a good sense of community uh with those social connections and and as humans whether we are introvert or extrovert social connections is still what drives us uh it's, it's being social and and introverts actually really latch onto their hobbies and if you want if you want to get an introvert out of their shell find out what their hobby is oh right? yeah but, uh, you know, I'd be curious, not only dropping uh, for our listeners, dropping their hobbies in the comments, but if they also have any ideas for shows, shoot us a message on those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish we see how well a... researched we are. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason he researched that is because my truck was getting towed and we had to start later. Right. <laughs> um, I wasn't going to bring it up. Right. I, I almost wish that there was, you know, a listener out there that's retired and would like to talk to us about how retirement's going. But, oh, um, that would be good. yeah, well, we won't add any names, Paul, um, but we'll see. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if he's still listening or not. I know Amanda still is. Woodworking, karaoke, and traveling. Yep. I've only karaokeed once in my life. And it was uh, in Okinawa. I'm trying to remember the uh, the name of the camp. The it was a it was a government a US DOD camp or campground. And I can't remember. Oh, Akuma Camp Akuma uh, on the on the end of Okinawa. And uh, I don't remember much beyond that. I I just remember karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time, and your your depend on your BAH level, you sounded great. I was, I was, yes, I was. Yes. I think I still have a scar to prove it. My my son calls them beach bites. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. Cause, cause the sand in, in South Carolina and in Georgia was like all seashells, not much sand. So when you're in the big waves and it rolls you yeah. down the beach, you get all tore up. So he called them beach bites. <laughs> I, he may have something going there. I like that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, anyway. Oh, awesome. Thanks, guys. guys. Thanks for, for listening, everyone. And um, it's uh, I think it was a good show today.